This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. A case involving an Alabama man and fishing has now been accepted by the U.S. Supreme Court. Timothy Smith of Mobile has appealed his case to the highest court, and they have agreed to hear it. Smith was convicted in the state of Florida for stealing proprietary phishing information from a website. The 11th Circuit Court of Appeals then vacated the conviction against Smith, claiming it was done in the wrong state. However, Smith does not believe he's done anything wrong and does not want to live with a vacated case. He wants to be declared not guilty. The U.S. Supreme Court appears to have taken the case as an example and precedent when it comes to cyber crimes and where such crimes must be tried in a court of law. Typically, that is done in the state where the crime takes place. This case involving Smith is not so much about phishing or websites or proprietary secrets as much as it is over venue rights and courts choosing that venue. A civil rights group has filed an amicus brief with Smith's case saying that this involves a highly significant question about the scope of the right to proper venue. The Rutherford Institute said in their amicus brief filing that the right to be tried in the district where the crime took place has a rich historical basis dating back to the Magna Carta. Outgoing Alabama Senator Richard Shelby is leaving office with a bang full of bucks. Shelby has been able to earmark $656 million of federal funds in the upcoming government budget for the current fiscal year, all of which will be allocated to Alabama. The budget has not been voted on or passed yet. That happens this coming Friday. If a short-term spending bill is offered instead, that will push the need for a vote on the permanent bill into January of next year when a new Congress may decide to drop those earmarked projects. Overall, there are 17 projects that shall be placed in the budget ranging from the Alabama State Port Authority to the Black Warrior River to UAB's School of Medicine. Just last year, Shelby's Senate colleague, Senator Tommy Tuberville, described earmarks as a wasteful spending practice that is prone to serious abuse. A lawsuit is filed against the Hartzell Board of Education regarding the recent hiring process of a new school superintendent. A parent is launching the lawsuit saying that the board violated its own policies when it comes to interviewing and voting on a candidate and making that process known to the public well in advance. The lawsuit also claims that the board had a secret meeting about the new superintendent when he was a candidate, and that breaks the Open Records Act. An online petition was started before this whole lawsuit in order to stop the board from making a hasty hire of a superintendent without becoming fully aware of where each candidate stands on certain issues like student mask mandates, in-person instruction, and ideology that could be placed within school curriculum. Another set of charges have been issued against the young man who was involved in a car crash back in 2019 that killed longtime Auburn broadcaster Rod Bramlett and his wife. 19-year-old Taylor Johnson is back in court this week to face charges of violating his bond when it comes to a case that occurred this past summer. In June of this year, Johnson was indicted for child pornography and testing positive for marijuana. This bond violation has caused state prosecutors to now ask the judge to revoke bond for Johnson. The Mobile City Council met this past Tuesday to vote on an ordinance that permits marijuana dispensaries to be created within the city limits. The ordinance was passed despite city residents objecting to the measure and asking that the council at least delay 
There were others in support of the ordinance. One man plans to apply for a license in order to dispense the CBD substance. Not to belabor the stories you've already heard, but to share another. My aunt, who also had cancer, suffered from extreme nausea. The only option Big Pharma gave her was a $1,300 shot. The average price per unit for a cannabis product is around $79. That would be five doses versus one dose at $1,300. And what's even more important and jarring to me is that we would stand here today and not offer the freedom of choice to the members of this community to have control over their health decisions. Another woman plans to use the products for her pain. Please do not force me and others to drive to other municipalities just to be able to fill the prescriptions that we will be eligible to receive right here at home. On the other hand, a Mobile City pastor spoke against the ordinance. It's difficult, if not if not impossible, to regulate these dispensaries. While traditional pharmacies face strict regulation and oversight, ensuring the proper dispensing of potentially dangerous drugs, medical marijuana dispensaries operate outside the normal chains of pharmaceutical manufacturing and oversight. Additionally, those who would frequent such places have long operated in the shadows outside the enforcement of laws. Why would we expect them to follow the laws now? What limitations will these dispensaries face? Will they prescribe only for physical maladies? Why not allow mental illness and depression? Why have any limitation at all? And by the way, we understand how supply and demand works. Marijuana creates a greater demand as it goes along. As did a practicing nurse. THC promotes, it primes the brain for enhanced responses to all other drugs. So in other words, you're gonna need more drug after you take THC. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, bond has been denied to Sam Bankman-Fried by a Bahama judge. Apparently, the former CEO of FTX Crypto Exchange was in a Bahama courtroom on Tuesday night. There's video out of Bankman-Fried being escorted from that courthouse by several Bahama police officers. Bankman-Fried was then taken to Fox Hill Prison in Bahamas to await extradition to the U.S. He's being charged by the U.S. Securities Exchange Commission for defrauding investors of $1.8 billion by diverting the cryptocurrency out of FTX to a crypto hedge fund that he owns. The SEC court filing claims that Bankman-Fried portrayed himself as a responsible and innovative leader of the crypto community. However, things started to unravel for Bankman-Fried when he filed for bankruptcy this past November for both FTX as well as his crypto hedge fund, Alameda. Former President Donald Trump has made another legal move this week. Trump is suing the Pulitzer Prize board members for awarding media outlets for stories that ultimately turned out to be false. Trump is seeking damages within this defamation lawsuit when it comes to the Russia collusion accusations against him during the 2016 presidential race and after he assumed office in the White House. Trump claims that the fake Russia stories incurred damage to his reputation and that the two media outlets who ran those stories, the Washington Post and the New York Times, did so with actual malice and intent to harm. The lawsuit also says the Pulitzer Prize board members rewarded these media outlets for lying. A California teenager is suing the nation's largest medical group, Kaiser Permanente. 18-year-old Chloe Cole says that she was ill-advised and coerced to undergo transgender surgery when she was 15 years old. Since then, Cole has detransitioned back to a woman, but says the irreparable damage has already been done. 
Cole spoke a few months ago on Fox News about the surgery and the way in which the doctors advised her in her gender dysphoria. It's a medical malpractice case. I want to hold the adults who put me in harm's way accountable because, I mean, what happened to me is horrible, but it's also, it didn't only happen to me. That's the worst part. It's happening to children all over the U.S., all over the, all over the, um, all over the West, and it's spreading all over the world. And to be able to create a precedent for other people who have been in my situation to find justice themselves. Cole has retained California attorney Harmeet Dillon, who also happens to be challenging Ronna McDaniel to be the next chairwoman for the Republican National Committee. Dylan also spoke on Fox News about this case. Uh, our website at libertycenter.org has the letter, very detailed letter that details all of the medical symptoms that Chloe has and the medical malpractice and, frankly, mutilation that was perpetrated by these medical professionals. We intend to stop it, and we want to hear from other people who have had these problems as well. We intend to shut these barbaric and unnatural practices down. A Florida pastor is charged with fraud involving COVID relief funds. Evan Edwards, as well as his adult son, 30-year-old Josh, were both arrested this week and charged. Federal prosecutors say that both of the Edwards applied for a $6 million loan from the Paycheck Protection Program for their ministry bankroll. The pastor claimed to have 486 people employed at his Aslan International Ministry, as well as a monthly payroll of $2.7 million. Prosecutors say that Edwards attempted to buy a luxury home at Walt Disney Resorts with that money that was ultimately approved for him. Investigators then showed up on the ground at the ministry facility in Orlando to find that it was all locked up and the neighboring businesses confirming that there were no employees ever there. Police caught up with the so-called pastor when his Mercedes was pulled over for speeding in Gainesville. Edwards is originally from Canada. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out Phil Williams on Right Side Radio as he dis- as he discusses the story about a drag queen slash teacher in Huntsville with 1819 News reporter Craig Monger. Well, so here, here's the, the next thing that really caught me. Um, I mean, just, just reading about this was maddening enough as it was. Uh, but then, you know, there's a whole thing about your, your first article you did about him doing drag queen story hour, the sexual innuendos and jokes that he was making in the presence of children, which were in the video. I had some trolls on social media saying, well, you can't see kids in the video. Yes, you can at the very end. You sure can. There they are, front row. But he says in the end of your article, a quote from him on that podcast, that with regards to the second graders who knew they were non-binary and able to articulate it, he found the easiest way to get through to them is to read them a story, and which tells me for a fact he was doing Drag Queen Story Hour with an agenda. It's not just fun time. It was an agenda because that's how he gets through to them is by reading them a story in his own word. Yeah, that, that's that's definitely the case. And, of course, it wasn't just that that he described. He described going to gay-affirming churches uh, and, and doing the same thing. Uh, he said how it was important to important for uh, children to see themselves in the stories that they're reading or that are being read to them. So he, he certainly sees the um, the performances, the story hours, as a means of advocacy. And as to your point about the video, there's another video online that actually has the audio, bits of the audio of the podcast that I was referring to overlaid with, uh, overlaid with other video where he was clear, he was clearly with children in, in restaurants and, and, and stuff like that. So wow. the whole point of 
children not being there in that specific video is kind of moot because there are other videos, a, a plethora of other videos that shows him doing just that. You can find more of that podcast at rightsideradio.org. If you are enjoying the daily detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of the daily detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 